Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for Timberwolves Explosion? Well, it is episode number 12 of Timberwolves Explosion. And today is Tuesday, December the 23rd, 2008. And this is most likely to be the last show before Christmas. Obviously, it's just two days before Christmas. So I want to wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, like whatever you celebrate. Um, it's great to have a show again today. The only problem is the Timberwolves haven't won a game since the last show, as they are now 0-8 under Kevin McHale, the head coach, the uh, guy who's going to get everything together, right? Well, it's not looking so good at this point. But first and foremost, we are going to get into a quick plug here as this show is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thesportstuff.com has a forums or message boards, which is where you, the listener, can interact with me and other podcasters, along with other members, almost 300 members on thesportstuff.com. Uh, there is a poll for Timberwolves Explosion in the podcast section of the boards. That is how you can vote and interact with my show. And uh, I definitely encourage you to do that. It is 100% free and 100% fun. Other than that, well, this show is about, well, <laughs> I mean, this team cannot win a game, can they? This team cannot win a game. Uh, they started out competitive in those first two games, Utah and Denver. Uh, I sounded slightly encouraged with how things might go with Kevin McHale. Maybe they'd start playing with a teeny tiny bit more confidence. No, they haven't played with any more confidence. Uh, this team is a bummer, and uh, it's sure not helping my ratings, that's for sure, with the fact the team is sucking with the malaise around this team. But we're going to get into that very shortly. We have six games to review, and we'll be right back after this quick announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back once again here on Timberwolves Explosion, the... Uh, Commercially, you just heard, Purple Mafia, my Minnesota Vikings podcast. Ratings looking pretty darn good on that one, despite the fact they blew yet another home game. An opportunity to get into the playoffs. Well, they still can, but of course the Bears have to lose and we need to win, or at least one of those two. But yeah, you get the idea. Check out Purple Mafia on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Real quick, I forgot to mention, for great Timberwolves coverage, and analysis, and just any kind of information, and even the little comic relief, TimberwolvesPress.com, TimberwolvesPress.com, do check it out, they're nice enough to put a link for my show on their website, and I appreciate it very, very much, thank you again for that, you are the best. Well, a team that certainly is not the best, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and yes, it's our team, and I'm sticking with them, and I hope some of you are out there, all five of you. No, well, the 1707 that showed up for, I believe, was a Milwaukee Bucks game late last year. That's how many people, uh, well, they didn't show up, but that's how many uh, houses or TVs were on watching the game. 
That's amazing. That's how bad it. That's how bad the malaise has gotten for this team, and that's all it was last year. I can't even imagine what it is right now. Oh boy. Well, let's get right off into it again. The Timberwolves do have another competitive game. They lose to Utah and Denver on the 9th and 10th of December. Those are McHale's first two games. Randy Whitman fired on the 8th. Coach McHale no longer the VP taking over that day. So now Friday the 12th. The Timberwolves lose again, again, this time against San Antonio. Oh, goody. You know, and that's what we're going to play tonight, by the way. So, ironic how that works out. This game's final score was 98-86. to 86. Eh, Not quite as competitive as the previous games, unfortunately. I mean, it was competitive in the first half with a tie score. Yeah, the Wolves and the Spurs scoring 19 points in the first quarter, tie. 22 in the second, tie again. Had a boring 41 apiece at the half. 41 points apiece at the half. Um, Al Jefferson, though, here, I mean, this is the good news. The thing that makes me happy somewhat is Al Jefferson always plays well against the Spurs. And that was the opposite deal with Kevin Garnett back in the day. Now, I'm not going to start saying Al Jefferson's a better player than Kevin Garnett, though I do think he can be offensively. I think he's got a more, more offensive game than Kevin Garnett, but of course, def- defensively, well, we all know it's not even close. Um, a lot of nice lines in this game. I'll also mention Craig Smith remaining, remaining in the starting lineup, and I, uh, I, I, I like it. He had 12 points, five, five rebounds. Excuse me. He's getting, you know, the assist. He had two assists in this game, but every time he gets an assist, it's a real cool one. Like a few games later, he gets a awesome alley oop to Al Jefferson. We'll get into that later. Uh, Craig Smith did foul out though, unfortunately, and that's you know just a sign of how things went in this game. Tony Parker was uh, good down the stretch. That's what mattered most. Tim Duncan solid, 7 of 13 from the floor with 17 points, 13 rebounds, and five blocks. Those were killer as uh, Kevin Love was embarrassed. Well, I wouldn't say he was embarrassing, but he got his butt kicked by Tim Duncan. Uh, Al Jefferson was pretty darn good, 50% from the floor with his 29.13 rebound performance. But uh, overall, Tim Duncan's defense, though, helped the Spurs once again. Kevin Love, again, though, with 10 rebounds. This rebounding machine, at least at this point, as his playing time reduces in the next couple of games. Uh, Telfair this time does get backup duty, but doesn't do anything. Only one of three from the floor in 12 minutes. Ollie on the floor for three seconds. Keith Carney, another typical line from him with <laughs> nine and a half minutes, no points, one field goal attempt. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. Mike Miller, though, here it is again. Now, there you go again. I didn't want to say it, but there you go again. Copyright Ronald Reagan. One of five from the floor in 33 minutes. Somebody, please, get it through Mike Miller's head to shoot the ball. Mike, shoot the ball. I don't think it's a, I mean, it's, it's not a situation where he's not getting the ball. He just won't shoot it. Now, of course, he's hurt again, but we'll get into that later as well. Randy Foy, a solid game, 50% from the floor, by the way. You know, he he kind of helped the Wolves stay in the game for the most part. 19.6 assists, two steals. I mean, hey, that's an, that's not a bad line at all. Looking like a starting point guard to me there. Overall, though, the guy, eh, there are times that he kind of, you see him so many times, though, that a lot of his points come late in the game when the game's out of, out of hand. That's the one thing you got to watch out for. McCants awful again. 3 of 13. He drove me nuts, as usual. Just continuing to gun and gun and gun and gun, and he never makes anything. And he's always just freaking out. Ah! Every time he misses, and it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> why don't you start making a shot once in a while? 
Uh, Wolves are lucky to at least get 15,000 people in attendance for this particular game, so that's good, I guess. Uh, Jason Collins completely has completely disappeared from the rotation, hasn't played since Kevin McHale has been the coach that I know of. Ryan Gomes, mediocre, 10-6-4. and, 10, 6 and 4. Actually, that's a nice stat filler, but overall, the Spurs are just a much better team, and ironically, their records are... Well, no, I got it wrong. Uh, I guess they're in some weird way they're, they're identical, but not really. They have the same numbers. Uh, Spurs 14-8, and eight, the Wolves 4-18 at that point in time. This is right as the Spurs were just starting to hit stride, as that team is starting to really look like a threat once again, like they've always been. Sunday, the 14th of December, the Wolves go to Los Angeles to play the Lakers, not the Clippers. Granted, both of them are a threat for the Wolves now. Copyright Randy Whitman, as he found that out the hard way. Uh, but, yeah, nobody on the planet is going to think the Wolves are going to beat the Lakers in this game. And the score, identical, 98-86. to 86. Foy, awful, 2 of 12. Miller, he shot the ball six times, guys, six times. And he made four, three of five in three-point range. But he only shot the ball six times. Come on, give him the ball, or shoot the ball, Mike. Come on. Craig Smith, again, though, 18, 8, and 3. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Wow. This guy's been pretty darn good as a starter. Uh, Ryan Gomes, another solid line with 13, 5, 3. Jefferson, 20, 13, with 3 blocks. I mean, Jefferson picks up the blocks, but overall not the guy, you know, I mean, I mean, not... Overall, not you know, not as consistent as you'd like him to be, though. I mean, only eight of twenty-four from the floor. A lot of people are saying he shoots too much, and you know, they're, they're, that's that's a good chance. That's a very strong possibility. Maybe a couple of those shots should go to Mike Miller when he's when his ankle is healthy, if it ever is, the rest of the year, the way things are heading in that direction. Kevin Love picking up ten rebounds, but only one of five from the floor. His playing time goes from about. 25 minutes to 20, so watch his playing time decline the next couple games here. Telfair getting in the game a little bit better here, 5.3 assists. That's not too bad in 15 and a half minutes, but only one of five from the floor. The guy can't shoot, nor can McCants or Love. I mean, you know there's a problem when your team cannot shoot. I mean, that's a little common sense there. And the two guys who with the best field goal percentage by far, Craig Smith and Mike Miller, only shot the ball six and eight times. Six for Miller, eight for Craig Smith, both of them over 50%. Your team shot 36% in this day, and those two guys didn't get the ball in those situations or didn't shoot. I mean, Craig Smith didn't get the ball. Miller didn't shoot. I mean, Miller gets the ball, folks. We've seen it about a million times. And I'm glad we're paying the guy $10 million a year to shoot the ball six times. I'm just thrilled about that. That's Awesome. I mean, I don't think he's our second-best player. I think long-term on the current roster anyway, Randy Foy is the second-best player. But, um, yeah, I mean, whatever that's worth, I don't know. I don't know about that guy, obviously. He's about as consistent as, you know, he's he's so inconsistent. Um, as you're going to see again, the Sacramento Kings game. Now, this is the kind of game, folks, where coaches get fired. This is the kind of game where head coaches get fired from their team because you know what happened to the Sacramento Kings just hours before this game. Now, I understand we played the Lakers the night before, but I don't care. I don't care, okay? 13th of December, the, uh, a Monday, a little over a week ago, the Cardinals go into Sacramento. Reggie Theus, the coach of the Kings at the time, was fired hours before the game. Um, now, the back the backup, the interim coach, the guy who took over, Nat, Kenny Nat, who is a very, you know, 
well thought of assistant coach throughout the league with the Utah Jazz in the past, and of course with the Kings recently, but a long time with Jerry Sloan. I mean, one of those guys that's just stuck around for a long time. You know, like Dwayne Casey was with the Wolves, deserves a shot, right? And uh, I'm sure he's a pretty going to have some success in his opportunity, even though his team doesn't have a star. But that's the thing. Not only did they just fire their coach, which is a demoralizing situation. I mean, it really is. I don't care what anybody says. It's a demoralizing situation. But not only that, (laughs) Kevin Martin didn't even play in this game. Out. Their leading scorer by far, Kevin Martin, did not play in this game. And the Timberwolves lose 118-103. to And, folks, that's only because the Wolves managed to score 36 points in the fourth quarter. They were getting demolished the whole game. I mean, they well, they started out strong early in the first quarter, which I saw, and it was all exciting. You know, Deverson hitting some shots one after the other. He had, a, he had a string of shots consecutively, and that was nice and all. But overall, man, man, oh, man. <laughs> and Craig Smith, again, always off to a hot start, but doesn't seem to finish very good. That's the other thing, though. He did shoot over 50% again. This time he does get 13 field goal attempts and gets 17 points. That's good. Mike Miller shot the ball six times again, only or seven times this time. Eight points, eight rebounds. He made both of his threes, but why is he shooting only two threes from the floor when Rashad freaking McCants is shooting seven threes? Seven. McCants did have an did have a pretty good game though, to be honest with you. He did, and that kind of helped. The thing is, it was it was garbage time. It was garbage time when the Wolves were making that little climb from their awful deficit in the fourth quarter to only lose by 15. They only lost by 15. You know, you know. And this was in one of those games where uh, me and Marcus the Forecaster were watching this game together, and uh, we both looked at each other and were like, man, I don't know if we can watch these guys anymore. This was just sick. This kind of game makes you sick. And uh, it was on this night that I declared the Timberwolves were the worst team in the league officially. Worse than the Oklahoma City Thunder because we have one guy right now that I'm convinced has a good future in this league. One guy. Like a legit future that can be kind of a franchise-changing type of future, and that's Al Jefferson. The Thunder have at least three, at least, with guys like Jeff Green, obviously Kevin Durant, and Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, who has a really nice future, in my opinion. I think he really does. I mean, that guy might end up being the best player on that team. Watch out for him. Uh, Kevin Ollie. Now, this is when Telfair's playing time completely goes down the toilet. Like, no playing time at all. Only 3 minutes, 40 seconds, and did nothing. He turned the ball over once and shot once. Kevin Ollie had his probably his best game of the year, but so what? You know, so what? We, we still we lost by 15 to one of the worst teams in the league. Kevin Ollie was 4 of 6 from the floor. He made all 9 free throws, 17 points, 5 assists. So kind of a Terrell Brandon type of game for Kevin Ollie there. Not bad. That's not bad at all. But, yeah, McCants with 21. Yeah, like I said, crun- uh, garbage time in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, not in my opinion. That was a fact. Gomes, another awful game. Did absolutely nothing. Made me sick. 0 of 6 from the floor in 25 minutes. Overall, though, the Kings just a complete team effort as they had. Eight players in double figures, including Francisco Garcia, who uh, was in the starting lineup in Kevin Martin's absence. 21 points, three rebounds, five assists. Good game for him. 
Uh, Hawes, Spencer Hawes with a double-double, 15 and 10. Two blocks, too, by the way. Miller with 14 and 10. Solomons with 17 points. He's a nice find. Thompson is a guy I like a lot. Off the bench with 10 points. Jackson, Bobby Jackson, the former Gover with 10 points. Brown with 10 points. And Green with 13. So, yeah, eight Sacramento Kings in double figures, a team effort, and an embarrassing one. For the Wolves, uh, one thing to note, Kevin Love did get 15 rebounds, so he deserves credit for that. But overall, another mediocre performance by a guy that I'm not sure how, how great his career is going to be. I don't know. Now, here was a game. The Wolves come home Wednesday, the 17th of December, as we move on quickly to the fourth game in our little uh, recap. Timberwolves play the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the record's identical after this one. <laughs> oh, boy. Whew. Tw- identical. 21-4 and four are the Cavs. 21-4 and four after this game. The Wolves 4-21. and 21, Making it their proud 10th loss in a row. Wally Zerbia comes back in town. Heck yeah. Off the bench, 4 of 8 and 10 points. You know, oh goody. That's, that's what he is now. LeBron James just embarrasses the Wolves. With 32 points in the game, just dominating. He even got two blocks. Ben Wallace with no points, but two blocks, five rebounds. Woohoo. You know, I mean, that's all he is as a defensive guy. He shot the ball once. LeBron James is 14 to 20 from the floor in this game. That is awesome. Uh, Delante West strongly outplaying Mo Williams in this game. Delante West, 21 points, five assists with, uh, Mo Williams with only six points. So. Delonte West looking outstanding in this particular game. Uh, but this was a route, 93-70. to 70. The Timberwolves just obliterated. Cleveland scores 30 points to Minnesota's 14 in the fourth quarter. Just another disgusting game. Uh, Al Jefferson with another average game on his part. You know, average to him anyway. 20 points, 11 rebounds. That's good. But nobody else really did much. Mike Miller actually shot the ball 12 times. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's about time. 14 points, and he was able to nab seven rebounds. Foy, an ugly seven-point game. Though he did manage to get three steals, that's good news. And Kevin Love's playing time drops dramatically down to only 19 minutes, and he does not score. And this is where Kevin Love goes into the doldrums of no man's land at this point in time. Zero points, but he managed to pick up five rebounds. Now look at this line for Rashad McCants. Wow. 17 minutes. 0 of 8 from the floor, 0 of 4 from three-point range. But he made two free throws, and he was at minus 25 to go along with three turnovers. Pitiful. Rashad McCants, oh, man, I can't even imagine what his trade value is right now. I can't even imagine what his trade value is. Kevin Ollie getting double figures for the second straight game. Is somebody kidding me? 12 points for Kevin Ollie in this game. Crazy. But, yeah, so what? So what? Garbage time again. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, and no one else came off the bench. No Telfair, no Collins, no Carney, no Cardinal. How about that? How about that? It's pretty weird. But that's Mikhail, I guess. That's just his, uh, his, his vision is looking pretty good here, isn't it? No, that was the fifth game, I apologize. Oh, shucks, there were only five games. I'm on, I'm, I apologize, there were only five games to review. <laughs> As I'm not looking at this kind of funny. Forgive me for that. Fifth game, McGrady and the Rockets come to Minnesota. And uh, Wolves keep it competitive in the first quarter. 
They actually led after the first quarter, which, yeah, you knew that's going to evaporate. Houston comes in fists of, you know, swinging fists big time, 30-19 in the second. So they take a nine-point lead going into the half, and the Rockets and the Wolves pretty much are even after the third. Minnesota, though, made a nice comeback. I mean, they kind of, I mean, the Rockets were up by 20-ish, but the Wolves went on a couple runs to keep this game competitive, which was fun to watch, but we all knew what the result was going to be. Uh, the fourth quarter of this game, though, was very entertaining, to say the least. Foy actually exploded in the fourth quarter. They were calling him fourth quarter Foy again. I know. Let's be careful, though. He did get 24 points. Started at shooting guard in this game. As Mike, well, did not start shooting guard. He was the starting point guard, but ended up having to move to shooting guard because five minutes into the game, Mike Miller turns the same ankle. After he hit his first three-pointer and only three-pointer of the game, he turns his ankle, the exact same one, and it's like, here we go again. So now the talk is that he will be, uh, they're going to leave him out until it heals now because they rushed him back too quick. It's a talk is he's vulnerable. Uh, Ronnie Carney on the bench here. Rodney Carney and Kevin Love. Kevin Love's minutes down to only six minutes in this game, and he got two rebounds and no points. Carney, no points. That's about it. Um, Ollie in 29 minutes. No, 30 minutes scores five points. Thanks. Mad Dog Manson got in the game. Provided a little bit of energy, but he's Mad Dog Manson. Big deal. Didn't shoot the ball once, and that's okay. Al Jefferson and Randy Foy, though, showing what they potentially could be together in this particular game. As Jefferson with 34 points and 13 rebounds along with three blocks. And as I said, Foy with 24. That was a lot of fun to watch in that fourth quarter, that 27 point, or 31 point, excuse me, fourth quarter for the Wolves. But the problem is, every time the Wolves scored, the Rockets scored. Every time. McGrady hitting threes, Battier hitting threes, Ron Artest, who killed us down the stretch. 19 points off the bench. Because, yes, Ron Artest comes off the bench. This was a fairly close game for a while, but then Yao Ming hit another one of those fadeaways, a clutch fadeaway, to win the ball game. Al Jefferson badly outplayed Yao Ming in this game. A couple of just unbelievably awesome dunks on Yao Ming. Both of them were just dominating. I mean, he looked like Shaq dunking on, <laughs> dunking on David Robinson in the All-Star game. I mean, they were emphatic dunks. On Yao Ming, and I, be, I I just loved it. Yao only getting four rebounds in the game to Jefferson's 13. But, yeah, Jefferson seems to wake up when he goes against big guys like Duncan, Yao Ming, and others. I mean, he really does wake up. Uh, Amari Stoudemire is the other one. As there's a YouTube clip where, Yao, where uh, Jefferson embarrasses Yao Ming last year. So... I like what I see out of Jefferson. Is he? It seems like he needs a challenge from another big guy to really get him going. I mean, I mean, he's he's consistent for the most part, twenty point type of guy, twenty one, twenty two point kind of guy. But this was fun to watch. It was a Kevin Garnett kind of game, like when he goes against the Sacramento Kings back in the old days. He used to always kick the Kings' ass for some reason, because uh, he also got four assists in the game. Did Al Jefferson, McCants. Hit a couple shots down the stretch, good enough to get him 16 points for the game. And he also dished out four assists. So McCann's showing a little bit of multi-dimensions there in this particular game, but he was only 5 of 9 from free throw line, and that drove people crazy down the stretch. It certainly didn't help us, because we needed those free throws, and he didn't deliver. That's who Rashad McCants is. That is what he is. 
As, uh, yes, the Wolves lose their 12th straight game. And as I said, well, actually, they're 0-7 under Kevin McHale because I had my numbers all a little weird there. <laughs> 0-7 under Kevin McHale. Not cool at all. And uh, the Wolves will now go to San Antonio tonight. And uh, if you think I'm optimistic even in the least in this game, and I don't think anyone else is, yeah, you're nuts. And nobody should be. The Wolves not going to win tonight, I don't think, unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat. But uh, Or somebody or two people on the Spurs get hurt. That's about it. Not that I'm hoping that happens. Other than that, though, folks, this team is very, very tough to watch. And uh, despite the fact I like watching the Wolves basketball, but, man, this is a bummer. It's a real bummer. I, I hate delivering this kind of news, but it's, it's just it's the only thing I can deliver. Bad stuff. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get into the poll really quick. We'll be right back after this announcement. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on the sportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman Derek Bugard says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back on Timberwolves Explosion episode number 12. A reminder for iPod users, the bit you just heard, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Walkie. Minnesota Hockey, <laughs> Minnesota Hockey Podcast. Do check it out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Now, real quick, I had a uh, comment real quick that I want to read on air from Clippers UK, as I appreciate this comment a lot. Uh, it was in my Timberwolves explosion section in the podcaster section of thesportstuff.com message boards. He talks about episode 11. Now, Clippers UK is the host of Clipper Talk, and uh, he became a Clippers fan because uh, he happened to go to a Clippers game when he came to visit the United States. Of course, he is from the United Kingdom, and uh, he has he does a really nice show. I, I definitely enjoy it. Do check it out. Clipper Talk is, uh, unfortunately, both me and him are <laughs> going through a very difficult time with our teams right now. Granted, the Clippers are starting to play a little bit better. They have some solid veterans on that team, but overall, I mean, <laughs> we went through, we've gone through some tough times with these two teams. And his comment is, when it, now of course, episode number eleven, he says, "Hey Joey, just listened to the explosion for the first time and wanted to say I really enjoyed the show. Will be a regular listener from now on, and I really appreciate that, Gavin." Uh, Love the Carmelo Anthony NBA Jam. On fire. He's on fire. Comment. <laughs> Visions of Carmelo jumping 20 feet in the air and doing rolls before slamming the ball down. Memories. I remember playing the Charlotte Hornets with Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. Also, I think the Clippers have a lot to do with head coach firings. PJ got the sack at OKC after the Clippers beat them at home and the same with Whitman who got the boot following us beating you at home. It seems that when owners see their teams losing at home to the Clippers, enough is enough. <laughs> Watch out. 
any other team that loses to us at home, clear out your lockers. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I love that comment. And, um, yeah, it's pretty true. Uh, I think the next team the Timberwolves beat, their coach could be in trouble. You know, I mean, Phil, <laughs> if the Wolves beat the Lakers, Phil might have to worry, right? No. Um, yeah, the Wolves are worse than the Clippers right now, absolutely. Uh, Gavin actually defends my team here, as I say, what will – McHale accomplishes coach. I was slightly more optimistic because I saw some things from the McHale coach team early on that I was a little more optimistic at the time than other people. Quick question here. The poll results were, what will McHale accomplish as coach? The five choices were, finally in his element, will establish himself. Two, could be very good. Just got to wait and see. Three, better than Whitman, not by much. Four, he'll lose interest and want back in the VP role. And four, he'll fail miserably and be out of the organization by the end of the year. All righty then. This is pretty split up, folks. 28.57% go to could be very good and better than Whitman and he'll fail miserably. Goes to all three of those. 14.29% says he'll lose interest and want back in the VP role. Not a soul says he will finally establish himself. No. As, uh, you know, you think that maybe he, that be, he's finally doing the thing that would be best for him, be a coach. So no one said that. Um, Clippers UK. His response is, I just, I just can't see what he can accomplish with the roster he has there. Mike Miller returning, well he was returning then, <laughs> will give you another scoring threat, but to lose by more than 20 at home to the Clippers means you've got some serious issues. Maybe a fresh start is needed by the organization at GM and at head coach. Yes, at GM, sure. Though I wouldn't mind Freddie Hoiberg moving up. Uh, he's comment, Ricky Rubio in the draft would be nice, a nice start for you to compliment your good bigs in Jefferson and Love. Mavsan responds, there are better small guys than Ricky Rubio they could ask to look at. Uh, I always call him Mavsan. Now he calls himself Daz, but, you know, Mavsan, Darren. That was his response. PMAC, Ricky Rubio is godlike in Spain. PMAC is, of course, host of the crossover, him with Rusty, and uh, Darren is host of Mavs Mania, so definitely got to mention that. Uh, He says, Ricky Rubio is godlike in Spain. I would be taking a serious look at him if I was a lottery team, but to the issue at hand, I can't see McHale achieving anything. The Wolves need to ditch him ASAP. Yeah, I don't blame you for that comment. I sure don't. Rusty, now the other host of the crossover, his comment is, what good would that really do, though? It's not like the next coach would get to bring in a new roster of players with him. I can't see this team having much success at all in the win-loss column for the next few seasons, at least, regardless of who's coaching them. Yeah, right now that's sure looking true. Uh, Now, PMAC of the response, I meant ditch him completely from having anything to do with the team. I realize a new coach won't be able to improve this unit much more, but I think McHale has done enough damage to warrant the big sayonara. I agree. Uh, now it kind of gets into a discussion here. Uh, Clippers UK, I'll do this one real quick. What are you basing the statement on, Rusty? Granted, they've got a poor roster this season, but Jefferson is 23 and a legit player now. Randy Foy is 25 and can still improve. I like Kevin Love. He's a 10 and 8 man in his first season. Mike Miller can still shoot the ball. I promise he doesn't shoot. <laughs> but yeah, maybe the next GM 
can move some stale pieces like McCants. Thank you, thank you, thank you. McCants, Gums, and even Brewer to bring in some talent at small forward. And then if they get a high draft pick next year and, say, pick up Rubio, top player in the league or Euro League, then they'd have a team that could make some strides towards 500, I think, or package up a load of crap pieces, I won't use the word, and get a really good player in to play with Jefferson. I am sure no one other than him is untouchable on this roster. Maybe Kevin Love. Yeah, I hope the Wolves can get back to 500. Granted, I don't know. It's it's going to take a while, I think. I, I'm, I'm with you that it could take a while. Um, I wish we could package some type of deal. and I, I think something's going to get done, but right now I don't know what. There were lots of talk about Gerald Wallace earlier on, and that looks to have faded away, which really sucks, in my opinion. That would have been a nice addition. You never know. Uh, Q Dizzle, haven't heard from you in a while. Is, um, he's a moderator of gambling in the Portland Trailblazers. He says Rubio, along with Brandon Jennings, is easily among the top two-point guards in this year's draft. Sounds good. Andrew Gotsman, host of TC Talk. Kevin McHale will accomplish this. He'll take a monster dump in the locker room, clog the toilet, cause flooding, and the team will turn on his feces water. <laughs> the guy is a bleeping clown, and I will never watch a Timberwolves game again until he is out of the organization. I'm not quite at that point because I'm just too big of a fan of the Wolves, and hey, you know, hey, I am the host of Timberwolves Explosion. I quit watching the Timberwolves, and I'm done. I'm fired. So, <laughs> but no, I don't blame people for saying this. It hurts to hear it. It hurts to see it because, you know, I've been a supporter of this team since day one, and, um, man, yeah, I don't blame anybody for saying that because we all know how well O.J. Mayo is doing and Brandon Roy is doing along with so many others. Cush, good to hear from Brian Cush, host of Running with the Bulls, video game review, and NBA East to West. He is the other host on this wonderful website that has three shows. So me and Cush are in the three-show club. We're the elites, baby. <laughs> I don't think he's there long-term. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the second time he's taken over as coach of the Wolves? Yes, it is, Brian Cush, as he took over for the Timberwolves during the 2004-2005 season when the Wolves were under 500 with Sam Cassell, Latrell Sprewell, and, of course, Kevin, the big-ticket Garnett. And um, Flip Saunders was fired. McHale took over and guided the Wolves to a 19-12 and record, believe it or not. But, yeah, he also started Troy Flippin' Hudson at point guard. Ha! <laughs> Yuck. That's all i got to say about that. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Gosman responds as to Cush. Yes, the shortcomings... He'll have on the bench, pale in comparison to the crappy job he's done in the front office. Correct, correct. He, I, It doesn't even matter how bad a coach Kevin McHale will be. What he has done to this organization, the mistakes he has made are unfathomable. Unfathomable. I mean, <laughs> I don't think he's quite as bad as Isaiah Thomas, and I'm sure PMAC appreciates that comment. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is the all-time worst, but, uh, man, McHale is right there. And he's in the same situation as Isaiah Thomas was then forced to take over to coach the Knicks for a year, a year and a half, and was completely done. He was pretty much a janitor by the end of that. Uh, Cush, comment, 
responding to Andrew Gotsman. Yeah, he's been the GM for a while now. Yes, since 95. But uh, the worst move that comes to mind for me was doing that under-the-table deal for Joe Smith. That cost him, what, four first-round picks. It was five at the time, but they made it smaller. Uh, they made it. They, they reduced it down to three, which was fortunate. Granted, one of those picks was Indy Eby, and the second pick was Rashad McCants. Oh, well, I guess maybe they could have just kicked those picks back, huh? As you, I think a lot of you know how I feel about Rashad McCants. Now, I don't hate the person. When I say I hate Rashad McCants, just, some people are like, oh, hate's a strong word. You know, some of you people out there that are a little bit soft, soft-hearted. I don't hate McCants. I hate his game. I hate the way he plays basketball. And I hate what he does to the team when he's on the floor about 60% of the time, 75% of the time. Sound good? All right. And then, now Rusty and Clippers UK, as I'm not going to get into these humongous posts here, because <laughs> they are just too big. Uh, very intriguing, though. Do check them out if you're interested. Uh, they kind of go at it a little bit. Both of them kind of <laughs> use a little bit of slang on each other. Uh, Rusty's an in, uh, in Aussie, and uh, Clippers UK is from the UK. So, as you probably guessed by now, uh, it's kind of funny. They use a little bit of slang on each other. Uh, very strong takes on both sides. Uh, Gavin, Clippers UK defending the Wolves. Rusty pretty much saying the Wolves are dead and they're going to be sucking for about four or five years. <laughs> I, I can hear both of your sides of the story. Uh, I think if McHale sticks around, Rusty Rusty could be on the right track here. But if they're gone, Gavin, yeah, we'll see what I mean, if McHale's gone, we'll see what happens. Um, Q Dizzle says Kevin Love is a draft mistake, too. Oh, yeah. And he says, you just don't know yet? Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to leave it at that, as this discussion is huge. It would take me about an hour to read this. There were 30 posts. This was a massive response, and I appreciate it from you guys. Um, though, unfortunately, I'm not going to do a poll this week, as I just can't at this point in time. Uh, I'm too sickened by the play of this team right now. I don't know what I'm going to put up there. It's just going to be more negative bickering on my part, and I, I need to chill out a little bit before I put another poll. So I apologize to all of you for that that may have wanted to post, and I appreciate the long discussions, and I think that's healthy. I think it's fun. And those of you out there that are listening that have not signed up for the message boards, please do, because you can get in and interact with these guys. They're cool guys. So with that, we're going to call it a show. I apologize, it's about eight, nine minutes longer than I would have liked, but that's how it goes, because there was a lot of posting going on. And we're going to talk to you again in a week. Have a merry, merry Christmas. Take care. Hopefully the Wolves win again.